You're listening to episode number 18. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast. My name is Megan Swanson, former Miss Nebraska turned entrepreneur and expert pageant interview coach. And each week right here, we bring you a motivating conversation to help you discover just how to unlock the winner within you. Get ready for expert pageant interview secrets, life coaching strategies, and tons of personal development. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Now, let the podcast begin. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, This episode is really special to me because I have my absolute best friend in the entire world on our episode this week, Topi Banwo. Um, We have known each other since we were five, but weren't, weren't friends until I was like, 19 or 20 because of various reasons. <laughs> and Kofi is one of the most incredible human beings in the entire world. And she has extensive uh, background in so many things. She's in med school right now, which you guys will hear about. She did pageants. Um, we did pageants kind of together when we were younger at the same time, but also different times. And she's hilarious. She's really smart. She's from Nigeria, which is awesome. And like I said, she will put a smile on anyone's face. So welcome, Topi, to the podcast. Hi. So happy to be here. So Topi, I'd love if you started um, off telling our audience, our listeners, a little bit more about yourself. Just give us a full gambit. And yeah, let it rip. Well, like you said, I was born in Nigeria, um, but I moved to the United States, specifically Nebraska, when I was like two. And so I have a super strong African background. My family just has super strong cultural things going on all the time. And so I love it. But I grew up in Nebraska my whole life. And I um, went to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and um, graduated with a dietetic degree. And then I kind of took a year off and just to travel. And I studied abroad in Costa Rica, which is incredible. And I absolutely love the Spanish language and obviously just traveling in general. And then, like you said, I just started med school this fall, and so I'm at Des Moines University, and hopefully I end up in emergency medicine or something that suits my fancy. But, I mean, I just love being busy. I love traveling. I love food, and I love my friends, and so that's really what I'm about, just really enjoying life and making meaningful relationships. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that's a good place to start. There obviously is a, a huge stigma in pageantry that pageant women are a certain type of way or that they're catty or they're mean. And obviously you and I have been people who have been in pageantry for a long time, off and on, like starting when we were like 14, a <laughs> hundred years of a break. And then coming back, um, Topi was very successful and competed in the Mitsubishi USA organization and um, also the ANSO organization, which we both did when we were younger. And obviously most of our listeners are pageant women. So I'd love for you to speak a little bit about how, um, friendship has kind of worked in your competition years and maybe the difference of what people think that it might be behind the scenes and what you've actually experienced in pageantry. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because I don't know where people get that pageant girls are catty because I have never, ever run into that experience ever. I mean, when we're there, we're obviously there for, to win a title, but all of the girls are so supportive. There's never a sense of like, oh, I'm here to win the crown and I don't care about you. Everyone is there to support you each other. I mean, I had girls gluing eyelashes on me, curling my hair, helping me spray on my swimsuit and like just encouraging me and saying like, you're awesome. Like you did a great job. Like you look great and all this stuff. And so some of the most lasting friendships I've had have been through pageantry. I mean, 
the girls that you meet are just so on your level in the sense that they're so accomplished and they're funny and they're smart and they're kind. And so you just connect so easily. And I mean, pageant girls are some of the most incredible people I've ever met. And so friendship is honestly probably a key in pageantry. I mean, that's one of the biggest things you get away from pageant weekend, whether you win or not is an amazing friendship. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And I think it really is that commonality of, okay, great. Let's take the pageant out of it. And if you put yourself in a room with other women who are talented, beautiful, super driven, were passionate about like serving their community and were interested in growing their leadership, like you'd probably be friends. And so it's just, yeah, you're like, or put people in a room who all love soccer or all love painting, right? It's like the same thing. We're all driving towards this common goal. And uh, yeah, that's what it's competitive, but so is getting into med school. So is, you know, Mm -hmm. other things that you try out for in college or in life or a bunch of people who are actors, like wanting one spot or one role in a play. And so I think it's just so interesting that there's such a stigma against it. Um, Do you think that it has anything to do with the societal norm that, typically, as opposed to maybe men, there's this stigma that women trying to get to the top like to tear each other down because of like other cattiness. I don't know if I'm eliciting that correctly, but like, I think sometimes in society um, with things, even like mean girls or other movie portrayals of how women are, I think that people have this notion in their head that that is what women are like. But when you actually meet these high achieving women, I know like the women in my life who I look up to even in business are some of the nicest, most caring and giving people in the world. Could you speak a little bit about that stigma versus maybe reality? Yeah, I think like you hit it right on the nail is that, um, I guess the best way I could say is that a lot, there's not a majority of women at the top. And so people think that like, oh, if a woman's at the top, like she had to tear everyone else there to get there because it's not the norm. But that's one of the most incredible thing about women is that we use each other to get to the top and we bring each other up along the way. Mm-hmm. And um, like, you know, there's men at the top and I don't know why people don't see men as catty maybe it's because like it's okay for men to be abrasive or it's okay for men to like work really hard and be super driven but when a woman does it for some reason it's like kind of like rubs you the wrong way and so I think that's where it comes from because it's like oh if a woman is strong and she's passionate and she's driven and she gets things done then she can't possibly be kind and she can't possibly lift others up as well but that's just absolutely not true I mean one of the most giving people in the world are women so absolutely Absolutely. What do you think that pageants have taught you the most as an individual? How have you grown as a person? Gosh, I think it really is just, it's taught me how to be confident in who I am and to really just back up who I am with conviction. I mean, you go into the interview room and you're in front of a panel of judges and you have to tell people why you deserve the crown and you have to say it like you mean it and you have to believe it because they can see if you're gassing yourself up, but you don't actually believe all the things you're saying. And so it teaches you how to be assertive, but also really believe in yourself. At the same time, you're also going on stage in a swimsuit. So you really got to be confident in your body, no matter what that looks like, whether you have a six pack or not. Mm -hmm. And um, it teaches you how to be comfortable in your own skin by yourself and in front of a crowd. And Mm -hmm. so I think whether you look at the interview, whether you're looking at on stage questions or whether you're in a swimsuit, it teaches you how to be confident and confident and it teaches you how to show the world who you are Mm -hmm. with conviction. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I remember (laughs) a few years ago, because Toby competed in Miss Nebraska USA when I was giving up my crown as Miss Nebraska, like a million years ago. This is like (laughs) my anniversary. And I'm like, wow, 
old. Um, but when Topi competed, she had a six pack and worked so hard on her fitness <laughs> and was looking real fierce. What was that journey like for you? What do you feel like you learned along the process of wanting to present your best self for, you know, the highest caliber pageant that you had done so far, other than maybe Anso Nationals? What was that process like for you, maybe on the mental and emotional side, not just the physical side of taking care of your body, eating well, working out those things? Mm-hmm. It showed me how disciplined I was. I mean, and don't get me wrong, I never restricted myself. I didn't starve myself. I didn't do anything crazy. I just stuck to a clean diet and I stuck to a consistent workout regimen. But being in school at the same time, you had to, I had to be disciplined. I mean, I woke up every day at 6 a.m. and, you know, I planned my meals and I stuck to my meals to a T. And I didn't think I could ever in my life do that. I didn't think I could ever in my life have a six pack. But over time, like every single day, I just became more and more disciplined. And I surprised myself. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, like I could do this and I can stick to it and I can kill it. And I had a six pack and it was incredible. And I was so proud of myself, not just because of a six pack, but because I was able to stick to something and to commit to something that was good for me. I mean, I wasn't harming myself. It was all good for me. And so just doing it consistently was awesome. And I really think that discipline of just training physically has taken, has like poured into all aspects of my life. It's why I can study consistently every single day for eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours for medical school and do well. It's why I can go to the gym when I'm super stressed out every day. It's just discipline and just commitment. So that was probably the biggest thing I gained from that. Yeah. I love that. There's two follow-up questions I want to ask with that. So one, um, I think that we probably could guess, but do you agree or disagree with Miss America's decision to take away the swimsuit competition? And B, um, you touched a little bit on it, but I want you to speak on it even more. How do you think that that level of discipline and going through that specifically through pageantry has helped you get into med school, but also with stamina in med school? So one, swimsuit, and two, how has it affected your med school experience? So with the Miss America swimsuit, I love swimsuit. It was one of my favorite parts of it because of the journey it took to get there. And so I think, and I don't know, I mean, I haven't talked to people, but I feel like one of the reasons they took it out is because they feel like it wasn't celebrating women and it, they felt like maybe it wasn't allowing women to really express who they are. But I just see it so differently. I think swimsuit was one of the most empowering things. It's like showing women, hey, you can be comfortable in a body that you worked hard for. And like, I love that. And it's not just about looking good. It's not just about like showing like, oh, this is the only type of beauty. It's about showing that you're confident in yourself and that having a healthy lifestyle can, you know, is important. And so I don't necessarily agree with them taking it out. I think it's awesome. Um, I love swimsuit, but there's a lot of people who maybe don't feel confident yet enough to be in a swimsuit, but, and so it works for them, but I, yeah, I wasn't happy with that decision. (laughs) I hear you. And I I think um, just even in my experience has been really interesting because I have several clients, including myself, um, who have gone through eating disorders, whether it's anorexia or bulimia or emotional eating like I did. And I know that um, swimsuit was one of the things that set me free because when I started competing, that was a year after I was coming out of an eating disorder. And so I think you're right, like that discipline And that's one of the things that I work on with my clients so much is the very first thing we work on is mindset. And you and I were talking even before the the episode started just about how important it is to really prime your mind every day. And there's so much, I think like identity stuff that's attached to what you choose to do externally affects your discipline internally. And um, what is so interesting is I think (laughs) 
because people have no idea how incredible pageant women are. Yeah. And it's not because of the pageant, but it's because you have this goal that is difficult. Like you are choosing to willfully say, hey, give me a zero to a 10 on six, five, four aspects of my life, right? Like, please judge me for the words of my mouth. Please judge me for my walk in my body. Please judge, you know, for those things. And I think that's where sometimes it gets a negative light. But it is weirdly so empowering because when you can get to that place, like I work on with my clients and even you and I worked on a million years ago when we were like 15 and 16, um, it's so much of it is, Hey, like does your level of identity match the level of goals that you are pursuing. And I'd love for you to talk about a little bit about how you figured out who you were through competing and pageantry and what that did for you, even in your own identity and self-confidence. Can you dive a little bit deeper and do how you think that that affected you through pageantry? Can you, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, no, you're good. So how, so obviously you're working so hard on all these different things for the pageant, but how did you grow or find out more about who you were as a person and maybe grow in some internal aspects, even though people probably would only see the fruition of that through how well you do in a pageant? Mm. Yeah, I think, like I said already, one of the things I learned about myself the most was that I can be a disciplined person and like I can commit to things that I say I'm going to commit to, even when I don't feel like committing to it. I mean, that wasn't something I really had to put into work until I competed in my pageant. I mean, like, yeah, I did well in undergrad or like in high school when I started competing in school, but like the level of commitment was unparalleled to anything I ever had to do until I did pageantries. And then that has taken me to med school where I continue that discipline and I continue to succeed because of that. Another thing I'd say that it really did, it was just showed me like my heart for service. I mean, I've always kind of volunteered and stuff when I, before I started pageantry, but once I really did it, it gave me a platform to really, really go out into the community and do more. And because of that, I've been involved in organizations that completely have changed my life. And it showed me how much I love giving back and how much I need that in my life to be the type of person that I want to be. And then one of the things that pageantry brought into my life was um, Miss Amazing, which is an organization for women and girls with disabilities. Um, and like, and I've been part of that organization for 10 years and I absolutely love it. I love empowering women and I love showing that beauty comes in all types of ways. And so, yeah, just show me my heart for service as well. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I think that's just another thing that if you were to really go and talk to any pageant woman about mm -hmm. what has impacted them the most, I think that pageant women are some of the most, um, civically involved people in terms of like just an active citizen of like, Hey, we vote, we know what's going on in the world. Like we can talk about our values. Like we're involved in our community. We are serving with things that we're passionate about, uh, passionate about. And I think another aspect of that too, is there's just so much, like we've talked about the mental and emotional a little bit, but also there's so much spiritually that I think you have to develop as a person. And, um, you know, not everybody in pageants has the same level of spirituality, but I think people would be surprised at how many women have found faith or have found an attribute of depth, um, a connection with God on a personal level because they've realized like, oh my gosh, this takes a lot and I can't do this on my own. Can you talk a little bit about how faith has played a role in, in your level of pageantry, but also just like even in the season now, like your life is so busy. It was busy then and it's busy now. How is faith... Um, supporting you and why is it important that you have something like that while you are such a boss woman and busy and doing a million things? Mm -hmm. I'd say faith really centers me. Whether um, I'm 
like when I'm competing in a pageant, it centers me because it's like, okay, this is my purpose in the world. Like this is who God has created me to be. This is how he's created me to serve people. And so like through pageantry and through a platform, being on stage or being Miss Raska or whatever, it really is my steering wheel. Like, okay, like this is who God has called me to be. And so this is who I can be when I'm keep pouring into other people and this is how I can pour into other people because God has already filled me up and so now I can pour into more people and then with med school I mean it's the same thing it's it really centers me again because every single day I'm either preparing to be examined or being examined and being tested and being evaluated and so it's so easy to get my identity stuck in my grades into my examination scores into my whatever and I'm like oh man like I thought I was a really awesome person and like I didn't do this great on tests. Like, am I going to be a good doctor? And I just go down this whole spiral and all this stuff. But then I'm like, okay, no, God has already told me who I am before I came into med school, before I took that test, before I got an A, B, C, or D or whatever. Like God has already said who I am and he's already said my worth. And so there's nothing that I could ever do or nothing I could ever receive or no way I could ever perform that could change my value. And so whether in pageantry or school or being busy doing a million things, it just really centers me. It tells me who I am because when you know who you are, you can really get things done, honestly, whether you're serving or just being in school. So, Yeah. Wow. wow. Drop the mic. That is so good. <laughs> so good. And I just want to say for people who are listening, can you tell a lot of our best friends? I'm just like, it's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and I want to talk a little bit about that too, because the value of friendship, um, I've dealt with, for any of you guys listening who are my clients or who have been following me for a long time, you know that I have dealt very heavily with bullying specifically from females and just being dragged through the mud uh, a lot by different women who have, for some reason, just tried to tear me down. And I don't say that from like a victim standpoint because I'm okay and we got through it and it's made me a better person. Um, But I really want to speak on the value of friendship when you are a boss lady, let's just say inside of pageantry or outside of pageantry. And Topi, I would love, uh, and I hope this isn't weird to say because you're going to be talking about our relationship. (laughs) Topi, how has the lack of, I want to speak on this too, to be honest, but um, how in your perspective has having, because our relationship's been difficult, like just for you guys listening, like Topi and I have only lived in the same city for like a year, right? For the past mm-hmm. eight years or whatever it's been, um, yeah. seven years, eight years. Topi and I have only ever lived, um, like normally it was like thousands of miles while I was in Nashville. So what do you think um, kept us together in terms of best friendship and how has that been to have somebody that you know, has your back and that you can call and have that one girlfriend who's not just going to turn on you one day. And how do you think that that helped you um, get to the place that you are? And then I'm going to speak about it too, because you're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one of the reasons why our relationship has like lasted so long and had stayed as strong as it has is because we really... I guess, compliment each other in the sense that we just bring different things to the table. Like you're able to pour things into me um, that I couldn't pour into myself and vice versa. And we're able to lift each other up when we can't lift ourselves up because I feel like as people who are strong and busy, like we're so used to carrying ourselves and we're so used to dealing things on our own. And so it's so amazing that when you have those low points when you just can't pick yourself up, like I can turn to you and you can turn to me and then we can be the person that helps fill each other up and lift each other back up to who we are supposed to be. And it's awesome because I just feel like we have similar, not similar dreams, but we both want big things and we both want to just change the world, right? And so when you have a friend like that's on the same level, it's like you just bounce off each other and like you can be excited for each other's successes and you never feel like, oh gosh, she's doing all these amazing things. Like 
I'm like inadequate. Like, oh gosh, I don't want her to be great because then I'm going to suck. But like when you're both like wanting the same things for each other, <laughs> I know that's other, but if you're both, when you're both wanting the same things for each other, you can, you can't not be happy. You know, like when you're succeeding, I'm succeeding. When I'm succeeding, you're succeeding because we bring each other up. Like we had talked about before. And so that's one of the things I love about our friendship is that we're constantly pouring each other. I've never left an encounter with you or a phone call with you or a text message with you or hang out with you where I didn't feel like I was full. You know, I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like joy. Or I didn't feel like I became a better person. And so I think we're just constantly pouring each other, pouring into each other in ways that helps us become the people who we want to be. And so that's why our friendship has been so strong. And I mean, you need that in life, especially if you're so busy, especially if you have big, big dreams, you need someone who's there who can, you know, continue to pour into you, but also someone who you can talk to about anything and you don't feel like, you don't feel bad succeeding and you don't feel like you have to bring them down either, if that makes sense. I don't know if I worded that well, but yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you. I so appreciate that. And I would 100% agree. And I think it's so funny because I get asked a lot of times, like, where do we find that? Or how did you find that? And while you and I, it wasn't through pageantry, it was through growing up together and, and all these things, but also we weren't friends until, you know, after call or in college. I think pageants are one of the most incredible opportunities to find those friends because where else are you going to find these women who are so driven and who want to contend for one another and not compete with one another. And, um, for all of you guys listening, like I cannot tell you how many times, probably me to Topi more than Topi to me. I've just called her like, I need to vent. Like I need (laughs) Topi's listening ear and I will gab for 30 minutes without breathing. And it's probably annoying sometimes. (laughs) Um, I love it. No, I love it. Um, you know, but you need that safe place and all of you guys listening, you know, you may not have a family that was there for you in that way. You might not have, um, a good history of relationships. You might've had people stab you in the back before we all have. And what I love about Topi is she's one of the most empathetic and compassionate people in the entire world and will be there for you at the drop of that. And despite how busy she and I both are, I know that if Topi has a spare 15 minutes, she will be walking the class and letting me vent to her on the phone. Um, and I would do the same for her. And that's so important. Um, you know, there's so many Bible verses even about like, there's nothing better than like that one friend. And I can't think of the best verse. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's like, who can find a friend such as this? There's like a, there's a verse like that. Anyways, terrible quoting of that, but I'll find it. Um, (laughs) literally you're like, "Mm, that's not what it is, Megan. (laughs) Promise. I I don't know what it is either, but I know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, and then obviously there's that one that's like, Sharp. There's so so as this iron sharpens iron. Yeah, that's what it is. Iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. And like Topi was saying, even after this encounter, like I'm filled up just listening to her and hearing her speak. And we sharpen each other, even in our low moments. It's like, okay, thank you. I heard you. Now get your crap together. You know, and not always that harshly, but like sometimes we do have to be that for each other. And I know that if if Topi ever saw a red flag in my life, you have to have those people in your life, you guys, who are gonna say. Uh uh-uh honey like that ain't a cute look you know (laughs) like right absolutely you have to because otherwise it's like um this is one of my favorite analogies i've ever heard but it's like a compass being one degree off is not that big of a deal until you're a hundred miles away and then now that one degree becomes a hundred miles away from each other right Mm -hmm. so you have to have people who can catch you when you're getting a little off and you're getting uncentered um and all those different things because we can't always notice it in ourselves. And sometimes the beauty of um, having a long distance friendship too is that 
I think your language tells a lot about where you're at. You, you can always say like your words locate you. And so if there was ever something where I was just negative, negative, negative all the time, and I wasn't my normal, like positive, optimistic, like encouraging and guarding self, like Toku would probably be the first person to call it out in me of like, hey, the last like three times we talked, like you've not been like yourself. Is there something going on? You know, and you need to be able to have that safe place. And And I wanted to speak on this too, but I think, I think the number one thing that makes women successful in pageantry um, is that level of confidence and ability to let your guard down and be yourself, specifically in interview. It's what I tell with all of my clients. And the ability to not feel like you have to perform. I genuinely have observed entire friend groups of people who have their guard up and feel like they have to perform in front mm-hmm. of you. And, you know, Topi and I joke about all the time, but one of the things I love about her most is like, she'll come to my house because she lives not even a mile away. And we will sit on our phones on my bed for two hours and not talk to each other and just send memes back and forth. <laughs> or send Pinterest wedding dresses back and forth. <laughs> but you know what? Like you, that sometimes like we're both so busy, like some days we talk, some days we sit in our sweatpants and we just veg, you know, because yeah. and your brain needs that, your mind needs that. And So I hope all of you guys take this episode even as encouragement to start looking for those things and also to start being that for other people, because when you let your guard down and when you're, when you're vulnerable first appropriately, obviously in safe environments, um, I think that you'll be amazed how comfortable you can make other people feel just by being real. And I think that that practice is really, really good practice for interview. Like if you can practice the art of I'm safe, I'm letting my guard down, I'm going to share something, obviously not something that would ever like put you or others in harm or danger, but even little things of like, yeah, I wasn't feeling so good today. Like when somebody asked you or like, actually it's been kind of tough, but like I'm getting through it and I'm human, you know, and I'm learning a lot in my life right now, the beauty of, being in process sometimes with things and being in process and processing with people that I can deem as safe. And Topi is one of those people. My sister is one of those people. My mom, thank God is one of those people. And, um, I just want to encourage all of you guys listening today to, to try and find a friend like that. And I think that you might be surprised what you find. Um, and I just want to speak to this too, that I think you really do attract who you are, not who you want to be. And, so being daring enough to go to a networking event where there's people who make more money than you and, you know, might already be doctors like Topi, like that might be really intimidating, but also she never knows if she can meet a connection that could give her a job one day, you know, and, and Topi's sense of self, which has a great sense of self. Um, I've watched Topi over the years make daring decisions that have put herself in these awesome situations that most people would probably be terrified of. But then Topi gets all these super cool opportunities and gets to pour into women and gets to pour into other people that she cares about and gets elevated to higher levels because she knew who she was. And um, I think that there's just specifically for women, such a greater opportunity out there for us to believe in ourselves and take ground in the areas that we're really passionate about. Um, so in closing, Topi, I'd love to just hear about, not to put you on the spot. I totally didn't prep her for this, but um, <laughs> I'm like, pageant interview time. Let's go. Um, but we need like a whole entire like blooper reel of Topi and I in our real environment. Just joking. <laughs> Literally constantly. I'm always laughing around Topi. I'm just trying to laugh until you like are going to pee your pants because 
Um, but, and his laugh is contagious. I mean, yes, Lord. <laughs> Send memes on Instagram all day. All the memes. Slash, slash dresses, slash rings, slash quotes, slash <laughs> live my best life. Anyways. Um, but I would just love in closing to hear um, some opportunities that you feel like through your courage and through your discipline, you've been able to experience even in the last couple of years in med school. Like I think about a couple of the, the things that you've just gotten to do with like the minority community in med school and just the different opportunities. That's amazing. Can you speak a little bit on that? Um, I know it's off the top of your head, but just think cool things that you've gotten to do because you feel like you chose to step out in boldness. Mm-hmm. I'd say one of the biggest things I, that has that has applies to is that I get to be a director for a state program for women and girls with disabilities. I have never directed anything in my entire life. I was a volunteer for mm, five, mm-hmm. yeah, I was a volunteer for like three years, and then one day they the director stepped down for one of the states, and they asked me to take over. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't feel qualified for this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to say yes because, you know, this person sees something in me. And so why not? I'm going to say yes and I'm going to figure it out. And I've been a director for six years and I love it. It's one of the most fulfilling things that I've ever done in my life. And so had I not have just been bold and just said yes, despite how I felt, like I, that's not something I'd have in my life right now. And so like now I get to create this program for women and girls with disabilities to really grow in confidence and everything. And so that's probably one of the biggest things that I'd say was decision just because I had no idea what I was doing, but I did it anyway because, you know, I just wanted to see where it would go and look at, I'm still here six years later. Well, 10 years later, technically. Mm-hmm. And then another thing is just even med school, um, applying to med school and being for med school and getting into med school is really bold. I felt very unqualified as well. I mean, I did find an undergrad, but like when you're comparing yourself to all the other people who are applying to med school, like you really feel like you're low caliber, at least I did. And so I didn't think I was qualified at all, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this thing. And like, I know what I have to offer. Like maybe my grades don't reflect that. Maybe my MCAT score doesn't reflect that, but I know what I have to offer as a person and as a future doctor. So I'm just going to walk into this and see what happens. And I'm in med school now and I'm loving it. And like, I get to be a doctor in four years, like, holy cow. And had I had been a cow, not a coward, but if I had cowered in my own fear, and if I had let my fear and my inadequacy cover that, I never, I wouldn't be here today. I'd be at home in Omaha, probably working at a restaurant. You know what I mean? And so I'd say those are two of the probably biggest, boldest things I've done because those, both of those instances, I never, I did not feel qualified, but I just did it anyway because I knew who I was and I knew what I had to offer, even though my qualifications didn't necessarily back it up. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> You're amazing. I have a curious question and then I'll ask my final question. If you were to compete, because the last time you competed was four years ago, if you were to compete mm-hmm. now again today, what types of things do you think would be so much easier because of the bold action that you've taken and the things that you've learned over the last four years, the person that you've become now, what things do you think that you'd bring to the table and what things do you think would be easier that you could just go and compete um, compared to four years ago? Mm-hmm. I'd say A, my interview. I think back in the day when I competed four years ago with interview, I just, not that I wasn't confident in myself and not that I didn't know myself, but I don't think I really, really, really was 100% firm in that. And so with my interview, I was almost saying what the judges, what I thought the judges wanted to hear and not necessarily like 
who I really was. And so now, like, no one can tell me who I am. Like, I know who I am. I've gone this far in life doing me, you know? And so, like, I can stand behind that with a thousand percent conviction and show that to the judges. So if I were to compete again, I would absolutely kill interview. I know I would because judges don't want to hear something specific. They want to hear about you. And I have a lot to say. So, (laughs) and I have a lot to offer. So that, and also probably just even just more confidence. Like, I mean, I'm probably the most confident that I've ever been. And I think I just get more and more confident every year as I learn more about myself and I see what I can do and what I'm capable of. And so just even being on stage, like I wouldn't be as nervous. I wouldn't be as scared. I wouldn't feel like I have to like impress anybody. Like I can just go on stage fully confident in who I am and have a blast. And that would show. And I think that would really be beneficial. So those those two things for sure. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> like, and I love that you say that because I tell my clients that all the time, but I think it's good to hear from somebody else. So I'm going to make every single one of my clients listen to this because <laughs> it's like you see even because of your sense of self, the boldness that rises up in you, even as you say that, like with conviction and saying, no, like I really don't care because I'm not looking for their validation. Like I'm putting myself in this pageant because I think that I'm awesome. I've worked my butt off to become the person that I am. And therefore I trust that it's going to come to fruition, you know, and guess what? If I win, if I don't, like I'm still me and I'm still a success and I'm still awesome. So like, I'm not going to give my power back to the judges and put all of that power in their hands because I need this job so badly. I need, you know, whatever for social media followers or whatever. If we have that destination in mind of I need this for the validation of my character to believe in myself, then we've failed before we've even started. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So final question, what would you say if you could say one thing to women what would be your message to them that you would want them to know and be confident in? Um, yeah. What's your message to women? What do you want them to know? Gosh, there's so many things, but I mean, I guess I'd say that a you're worth more than, you know, and you have more to offer than you think. Those are the two biggest things that I wouldn't say knew maybe 10 years ago, like as women, as just the people who we are, like we've made it this far in life. Like we're here today, we're living this day and we have so much to offer and we are worth, we're priceless, absolutely priceless. There's no one, nothing that we can do and nothing that anyone can do to us that that can take that away. And so that, so walk in that confidence, knowing who you are being confident and like knowing that you're worth, you're priceless and that you have so much to offer. Like going into a room, going in anywhere in the world like that, like you're going to change the world. So that's what I have to say. Awesome. Well, there you have it, folks. That is Topi Banwell. I will put all of her social media in the um, link in the bio and in our show notes. Thank you so much, Topi. You're my best friend in the whole world. You're a boss woman. and I can't wait till you're saving even more lives. Um, make sure that you follow her because she's super inspirational and hilarious. And if you ever need just a good meme sent to you, then she can be your girl. <laughs> so thank, thank you so you much, so Topi. Much. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next week. If you're ready to take your pageant life to a whole new level, make sure to join us in the powerhouse inner circle where personal development meets pageantry. Each month for less than the cost of one coaching session with me, you'll get all my best coaching strategies through two live group coaching sessions, a companion guide to make it stick and a community to grow with during your pageant prep. Head on over to powerhousepageantry.com forward slash inner circle to learn more and to see if there's a spot for you. Finally, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I know life is busy and that you may be listening on your commute, 
at the gym, or while cooking in between classes. We love helping you unlock the winner within you. And if you love this podcast, it would mean the world to us if you'd subscribe. If this episode really hit home for you, don't hesitate to let us know on Instagram by screenshotting this episode and sharing it to your story or by texting it to that one friend who really needs to hear this. It's all about spreading sisterhood and helping other powerhouse women like yourself grow. And remember, if you're ready to go all in on your pageant prep and to link arms with other achievers who want to win their pageants and win in life, our powerhouse inner circle could be the place for you. For questions, to work with us, or for topics you'd like us to cover, email info at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll be in touch. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.